All right, everybody, welcome back to the BAMcast. That is for Brian Augustine, Amanda Michaels, and Michael Martin. So it has been uh, three weeks. Normally we are a bi-weekly podcast, but it has been three weeks since we were on. Um, we, uh, we've been slacking off. Slacking um, or exhausted, um, I think is little, actually... A little bit of all. I would say exhausted. Yeah, we, we had originally intended to uh, podcast from Phoenix Comic Con, um, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. No. So enormous. It would be like trying to make a phone call from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was insane. Um, you know, we we had thought we were going to be able to do this and um, uh, attendance. Uh, Brian got the last numbers you saw were it was an estimate uh, Sunday night, uh, the last night of the show. They were looking at numbers right around 90,000 for the three and a half days. Four days. Ninety thousand people. For last year, four days. last year they did a record number for Phoenix uh, at about seventy seventy two thousand. All right, so they I mean, took it up a notch. Oh, well, I would say. I mean, in, you know, San Diego. There's no bigger con than San Diego, and I want to remember that an average year for San Diego is about a hundred and a quarter, hundred and twenty five to hundred thirty five thousand yeah. people over four days. So we're up there after a very what a show is less than ten years old, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're up in the uh, uh, highest attendance numbers once again, even more entrenched. Yeah, you know, and and props to it. That was, uh, you know, for 90,000 people um, in four days, very well run. Um, You know, they had made some changes to floor layouts from previous um, years, Mm -hmm. which, um, you know, some uh, some folks that had been vendors in previous years, um, you know, felt was uh, quite a bit of difference, uh, maybe a little impactful to their final numbers. But I, I did hear um, everybody did still have really great numbers. I heard the I heard that the uh, traffic flow, however much there was, was much much smoother, especially to the degree that um, more people actually went by those vendors. So. Yeah. I hope it did register as numbers for them. Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting um, for those of you that weren't able to attend. Normally, um, everybody's on one floor, so you would have the celebrity autographs, um, all of the, the vendors, the artist alley, um, and everybody on one floor. Um, this year, they put all of the autographs, celebrities, and cosplay The groups, media celebrities. The media celebrities um, all up on the third floor. And the first floor was left for vendors' table and artist alley. The exhibitors' hall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the second floor was always panels, but this year we occupied three floors. Yeah, and and if you uh, understand how big the Phoenix Convention Center is, that's saying a lot because that is a very large space to that's have a, that much people. That's in. a big it chunk of large and misleading because I remember <laughs> I was looking for like a certain room and I had no idea that I had passed under the street and now I'm on inside the West. <laughs> that building got me and I'm too. Like, what the crap just I didn't happened? even know you could do that. I didn't either. Like I'm on the other side. I'm like, where the hell am I? Why am I having to walk so far to get back to my friggin' car? Man? Uh-huh. I'm wow. like, West, how I didn't cross the street. Yeah. It's called underground <laughs> and you did it, Amanda. There we go. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Um, they well, you could have wound up at the too. airport or something, you know. Well, thankfully I didn't. I spent yeah. enough time at the airport after con, so yeah. yay. She but hangs out and hands out cool. religious tracks. I do. Hare Krishna, <laughs> Krishna, Krishna, Hare yeah. Hare. That's the sad thing about 9-11, really, is ultimately you just don't get the Hare Krishnas when you get off the plane anymore. Right. Although I will say, interesting quick side fact, um, got off a plane in Boise one time, and there actually was... 
um, a, um, um, a, you know, and, and forgive me, I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything, but uh, some sort of high priest or something mm-hmm. of, uh, I don't know if it was Krishna or it's whatever, but there was um, a large group of people waiting for him once you get past. And so I had, as I'm getting off the plane and I'm leaving the visitor center, there's a bunch of people that all kneeled down and bowed for this dude right behind me. And I'm like, hell yeah, get on your knees, bitches. <laughs> Worship me, fools. <laughs> So that yeah. sounds like a very Mike thing. It was. Do. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> and this was in this was in Boise. It was in Boise, Idaho, of all of fucking all places. places. So, so, so some sort of high um, yeah, yeah. priest of the of Hare Krishna. I, I believe it was Krishna's. You know, and very in, nice and in Boise, Rose. Idaho, I, his name was Todd. Right. <laughs> Todd or Stevens. Or something. So Tad. I, wow. But, you know, being, being a, my first time being a guest at Phoenix Comic Con, I didn't quite have people kneeling down, but it was pretty, uh, pretty damn cool. I know, Brian, you get to do this kind of stuff all the time. But People don't kneel down to me anymore either, though. So, well, you know, I don't miss it, but, you know. Really? Nice. Oh, God, it's horrible. I think you would miss it. Well, it's, you know, I prefer that people, like, bring tribute. Oh, and that still happens for the yeah. most part. Oh, I've been around your booth. People bring tribute all the time. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, demand it. Well, of course not. But course I say not. thank you. But you, you're very gracious <laughs> about accepting it. I will occasionally say, you know, food is good as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, I offered to get you snacks and you told me you were fine. So I'm just saying. I didn't see any reason to take advantage. I feel like there might be a trust issue here. I would never roofie you without your consent. Or as my grandma would say, slip you a Mickey. Slip me a Mickey? Roofie and Mickeys are two different things. They're two different animals. Oh. And Mickey just puts you to sleep. And I don't need help when I can. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, exhausting. Um, Oh, yeah. Just just crazy. Amanda's very first um, convention. So, I mean, what were your thoughts about being at your very first convention? So, you walk in the door. I was shell-shocked. First of all, as soon as I walked through the door of the, what is it, the exhibitor's hall where they had all the artists and such, as soon as I walked in, my first thought was, shit, (laughs) I am going to spend way too much money here. And then I'm like looking around at all the stuff is like all these shiny objects and there's cosplayers walking around and I'm trying to figure out what the cheese they are because they're not characters I'm familiar with. They're some <laughs> kind of anime thing. And well, like, if it helps that most of us that do these cons are still going, what the hell are they? I have no right. idea what the hell that is. Well, I can tell you that if, if they had their hair sort of dyed a weird orange and moosed into peaks, that it was something. Something anime. Something mm-hmm. anime. Yeah. Naruto and things like that. I feel like a lot of it was something anime. And one of the ones <laughs> that kind of tickled me the most was this gentleman that was walking around like with a very stern face, just almost like Kristen Stewart in any movie you've ever <laughs> seen because she always looks constipated 24-7. She also kind of looks embalmed. but in, Indeed. Yeah. So he had that kind of stoic expression and everybody's walking around and looking at him and then one gentleman stopped and he goes, dude, your costume's amazing. Is that Game of Thrones? And the guy goes, oh no, this is just something I threw together. And then goes into this very long, complex discussion about, you know, where his furs were from and where the velvet was from and, <laughs> Holy you fuck, know, dude, who his inspiration care. was. Like, we so don't fucking care. That's, like, that's after, where you deploy the talk to the hand. Well, and then my mind was just like, kitty i just immediately (laughs) changed the channel to something else i was already over it um but i saw him rocking the same gear every day that i went so and then had the same like prepared speech about how it is not game of thrones and he threw it together with xyz either way he's a talented guy amazing but he had his anti game of thrones rhetoric like (laughs) 
ready and and very fond of himself and for oh indeed well indeed. Al, you know Al Sparrow did a game show um, and I actually it was funny because when he was telling me about doing it um, I was like oh dude we did it on our podcast while back because um, every answer has to start off with um actually <laughs> I wanted to go see that isn't that what the game show is called like, yeah I think um, it might have actually, actually, been actually called that yeah he and that's my, what it he was and, he and I, my buddy uh, Negative Steve uh, Mandel. I yeah, think he was working yeah, on it. Well. I had it on my little thing to go see because it was like Nerd Jeopardy, where I guess they were going to state facts about a certain topic or whatever that would be just a little bit off. Yeah. And the goal was to have you correct them. Um, actually, and I think the description said, nerds love nothing more than to one up their fellow nerds. Yeah, we did that a few like, episodes ago, and Brian's like, oh, well, Mike made this character. I'm like, see, no, that's real shit right there. Man. Uh-huh. Um, actually. Um, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I did call you on that that one time. Pretty amazing. <laughs> and they would uh, the the gag was what they they would what they said might or might not be true. Correct. So the contestants right had to say either um actually or no he's telling the truth. Yeah, and it was funny because they did it right after our um, Arizona Creator Showcase. So we did an Arizona Creator Showcase panel um, on Saturday night. And, you know, it was a very, you know, very intimate gathering. We'll call it a very intimate gathering. Were there candles and, <laughs> and perhaps body oils involved? Well, you Some know. acoustic guitar. Why, why acoustic is it guitar. every time we start into something, Brian's like, were there candles and were there someone rubbing you lovingly on it? I, like, I don't believe I said I, the dude, word rubbing kind of, or lovingly. What con do you go to that I don't get attendance to? Is there remember, like a special level of badge that remember, I Remember, people bring me tribute and I don't have to wear fur. Well, I, or talk about <laughs> fur. Another, another funny quick aside, I saw 70s. a great picture of a, a dude dressed as Carl Drago from uh, Game of Thrones uh, asking Carl Drago a question because Jason Momoa was there. So somebody nice. was like, this is the most weird, contradictory. Carl Drago was getting ready to ask Carl Drago a question. I'm like, only at fucking con do you get to see something. I'm sorry. To me, it sounds like I just heard two Peanuts teachers talking. All I heard was wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I don't know from Game of Thrones. For all I know, it's wonderful and marvelous and... and uh, There's lots of boobs. Boobs. Oh. Boobs. Glorious yeah, boobs. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to look at that? <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, to, to, we digressed again. Um, That's how we no, roll. No. That should be the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I digress. digress. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think I just named the episode. Um, hey. Good. But uh, we, uh, uh, you know, we had this very intimate panel, just a very few small people coming and listening to the. And once again, creators. I don't think I had an answer on candles and body rubs. I, yes, there okay. were yes. Ma- much of them. It was mm-hmm. a bunch of hairy geeks all just oiling up, and you know that's the Arizona right, Creator Showcase. We've, I've just, I've just now it discovered like a, my gorge uh, index. A throwback to nineteen seventies <laughs> adults hardcore. Just saying. But the amount Without of the people that were trying to get into that when our was over with, because we may have had like twenty people at our are at our panel. Um, the amount of people that were trying to get into um actually, I think they just filled it up. Like Al was like, "Oh my God, is this for me?" And I'm like, "Yep, it's all you, homie. See ya. I'm going to dinner." <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what gallery it was in because I didn't get over to it. But some of the most of those upstairs are 500 seaters. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, there was some. That's um, pretty impressive. And Al has done very well despite you know being Al. Uh, <laughs> he's he's certainly maximized. Well, and, and him and uh, so let's let's talk about some of the stuff that we got to saw because you know uh, the con was cool, but tons of people were debuting new stuff there. Um, Al Sparrow and Dave Beatty, 
Um, right. had uh, the Red Skirts, which is their new webcomic that they debuted. Horribly, horribly sexist webcomic. Yes, so uh, it's full of awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Depends on your view of things. Brian is giving me. Brian I wasn't look. giving you anything. <laughs> <laughs> and don't expect that I will. Nice. <laughs> um, but uh, we had uh, them debuting. Um, we, I, of course, had issue two of Blood and Dust. Um, their um, debut that did very well. Um, lots of uh, lots of really great um, uh, stuff from that. So it was response, very response. Good responses. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. You um, you debuted um, uh, the tip of the iceberg that will be nonstop comics. Nonstop comics. That's a, a little a little outfit that I'm uh, forming with a group of artists and. Uh, and at least one other writer, and uh, we debuted a mini preview comic with a character, Dr. Apollo, which was very distinctly done as a, what I kept keep calling a Saturday morning superhero. Aww. So nonstop is big, silly action, lots of fun, no thinking. Well, characters don't think. I spend a little time thinking. The reader might so. spend a little time thinking, but the characters don't. Right they don't on. need to. Right it's on. all about flying fast and hitting things. And it's super colorful and glossy, so it had my attention in like no time. So that's right. We were sending, uh, you know, light semaphore by reflecting off the overhead lights. Well, it's kind of fun to have um, something like that um, nowadays. You know, we've gone, and you know, I'm I'm the king of dark, so I can't really be one to to say that. But we've gone so dark and so broody, and um, you know, now that Daredevil's out on Netflix and everything, about these rediscovered Frank Miller, and um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's kind of getting into the dark grittiness that that having um, a comic with a, a fun character that does fun things and hits hard and flies fast is um, is kind of a back to being a unique thing again. Well, and in nonstop, it won't all be the Saturday morning superheroes, but it will always be fun and it will always be. Yeah, fun first. Yeah, I, I uh, and I forget the name of it. and It's funny, but um, I stopped by Aspen Comics booth at, at Phoenix and talked to them for a while. Um, Vince Hernandez was there so I got to finally meet Vince um, who's just a super nice guy um, and uh, posts really positive cool stuff on uh, Facebook and stuff that I dig a lot so I was able to stop and talk to him but they've got um, a book out and I'm completely spacing it Um, but the first thing I noticed was it was lettered by my letterer Kel Nettle Um, so I was like oh crap this is awesome um, but they're, um, they have a line of books out and I'm completely spacing uh, the name of it, but, um, it's about kind of the same thing, you know, um, utility belts, kind of old school, um, superhero, um, Saturday morning, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of taking it back to that. And so I, I see a nice wave of that kind of thought out there. Um, you know, it's always been my primary interest since I grew up on that kind of stuff. So I don't mean to suggest camp, uh, you know. Batman 66, which the comic book and the show are both, you know, fabulous stuff. Right, but right. they had a sort of an intentionality. I'm just looking for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, a couple of Flash panels. Flash was, a, I guess, because of the TV show, um, there was at least three different events, yeah. uh, panel events. There was a, a, a sketch-off, and then there was a, um, like, comic book careers by way of The Flash. So I was on a panel talking about how we got into the business with uh, a handful of uh, the current writer, um, and I feel terrible that I just blanked on his name, Van something. Uh, sorry, Van, and a couple of other 
couple of other folks. And uh, then we were on the big Flash 75th anniversary panel, which um, they don't allow standing room. So whenever somebody was looking, the people who were standing in the back would crouch down. But we, I was told we had over 550 people on that panel. Wow. And the large uh, part of it was the show, the TV show. But um, there are plenty of people who know the comic all the way back to the 40s with the original character. And all of it was about, we love positive. We love the fact that the Flash is always bright and, uh, and not grim and gritty. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, I, you know, it's not just about what I wanted, but I kind of sensed there would be uh, an interest in that sort of fun. So mm-hmm. let's hope I'm right. But yeah, it was a great show, good debut, and I, I yeah. Uh, if you have something cool as you as you did, uh, you know it, it tends to draw attention, and that was a good mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I, I love attention yeah. and tribute. Speaking of attention and tribute, I made time to go to the little masquerade costume contest on Saturday at oh. the con, and that was pretty amazing. Um, seeing everyone from the journeyman to the novice. Well, novice to journeyman and then experts. There were a plethora of different things there that I'm like, I have no idea what you are, but you're super cool. Um, so I tried to take pictures and shiny happy. I don't know. I think of Guardians in the Galaxy as being kind of shiny happy Saturday mor- morning cartoony, and mm-hmm. that made me think of yeah, the that's, that's a good example. Gentleman that was cosplaying as Groot. Oh, what a great costume that was. It was amazing. He was like nine feet tall on stilts. But the thing is, coming down the stairs, he almost died. And I have pictures, but none of him falling. So If you're not willing to die for your art, really. He took it to a whole new level. So like part of it, he had been walking around in that costume for a while. So part of his butt cheek was coming off of his costume, Ooh, which was, was amazing. He was molting, I think. Uh, he, he was molting, I believe. Um, so the host of the Masquerade Ball, TD0013, he like ended up putting Groot's butt cheek on his head at one point, which was pretty awesome. Um, but this uh, is by after this we mean the piece of the costume. The piece of the costume, okay. yes. I not, would like to have the seen the real thing. Ass. That but, would be wrong. Uh, you know, there weren't many boundaries there, which I totally dug and appreciated. Well, and the, and the host who had letters and numbers uh, was, he was clearly dressed up a like robot. a stormtrooper. Oh, I see. Yeah, he, he, pretty amazing. But uh, it's kind of funny because you could tell the cosplayers that submitted their own audio for it versus the ones that did not. Um, the oh. ones that did not were at the mercy of their sound technician. So um, some guy in a serious costume would come out and it's like a weird version of My Little Pony, like a metal <laughs> version of the theme song from the show playing. And then wow. some people got upset. Others rolled with it. It was kind of funny. Um, but anyway, Groot, he almost died coming down the stairs because his legs were so huge. They were the size of actual tree trunks. He couldn't fit and he both on feet stilts. on stairs yeah. at the same time. So they're trying to get him to lower one foot down and then get his balance so he could lower another foot even lower and it was not happening. The dude like started falling, falling, falling backwards. And then you just see the host like sprint across the stage and catch him. And it was just kind of hilarious. And they're looking at me because I'm kind of standing towards the front of the stage trying to take pictures. And they're looking at me and I'm like, hi, I'm 5'3 and I have T-Rex arms. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and then I'm talking to the stagehands and I'm like, uh, you guys need to invest in a ramp. Because there were a bazillion cosplayers that... Their costumes were too bulky for them to get safely up and down the stairs without help. And the guy's like, we've been trying to get ramps for years. I'm like, 
well, don't you want more ADA cosplayers to participate? Hello. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. You got one Professor X show up and you're screwed. Right. For real. And there was a couple there, that... There was a guy there as the uh, 80s animated Professor X in the in the little yellow bus. Or little yellow oh, bus. I saw that little, little in the yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. But that masquerade was really cool. So I was like, I need to come to more of these. And it was just cool. I, I think the, the coolest thing about about the cosplay, yes, you see a lot of the same people all the time in very similar outfits or the same. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that Groot costume was so awesome. If he reuses it, who, I am not going to blame him. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Although he was uh, he was taking some photos while I was on the floor and I was just waiting for the photo thing to be over. And all I could think of is as someone walked up to him and asked, hey, Groot, got wood? Um, <laughs> All I could think of at the moment was, yeah, I bet that's the first time he's heard that at the yeah. show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brian's the most creative man of all time. <laughs> it wasn't me. I didn't say it. Uh-huh. I, I listened as a guy ran oh, up to ask the question. Yeah. Oh, I just thought you were just no, no, it actually, thinking snarky thoughts. Oh, there was, See his butt cheeks coming off. There, that's a I different a group than the one. I, there was a smaller, close to like seven foot well, uh, Groot who was also awesome. That was the bummer about him having on the third floor though because all the professional groups or, or not really professional groups but all the the groups that are very dedicated to it. Uh, uh, you know, Arizona Adventures, uh, Justice League of Arizona, um, the Arizona uh, Arizona Judges, um, you know, the 501st Legion, all of the big fan groups that are here in Arizona, and it's a ton of them, and they have some amazing cosplay, mm-hmm. um, and people like Comic Air and stuff, um, and we didn't get to see them. They were circulating, but not not like not, we used to be able. I don't to think see they them. were prohibited, but I think well, up and down. Yeah, they had like some weird floors. stuff with badges and things like that. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of a bummer. And the funny thing is, is though, um, so I got a little lesson in marketing too, um, <laughs> because at my table, and so here's some fun stuff for you guys to understand if you're ever um, doing um, a, a con. So um, you have little old me at my little, you know, six foot table, um, and a few other very local people um, um, uh, had uh, uh, Bertie Birdshaw was down the down the aisle from me. Hi, Bertie, um, who listens to the show and is an awesome, cool dude. That does Thank his you, Bertie. Comic. Um, bunnyvomit.com yeah there you go bunnyvomit.com um, but so you know a bunch of us little little smaller people but the table right next to me was Mike Miller um, and you know Mike if, S. Miller Mike S. Miller and if you ever see Mike uh, Mike S. Miller he does great work phenomenal mm-hmm. cool stuff um, he does uh, work on injustice and all these other great things and is a very prolific print seller um, and so you have my little booth, which I did up big. I got all my, my tentacles and everything, trying to get people's attention, my, my two books, my prints. And then you've got Mike and his wall tower of prints. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> this guy, Oli, was selling uh, another guy's here next to him. And it was really, seriously, it was this giant, redonkulous wall of prints, which and I don't, you know, I know a lot he, of people get mad about it. some or sort of super scientific uh, device, his friend, the framework for all that. Because we were talking, and the first day I stopped over, and he they were filling this wall of oh, posters. Yeah. And then he and an assistant pulled the chain, and that thing slid to the top. Then they did another one. Yeah. It, it was, I don't know, 20 feet in the air. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. And, and they, they, they moved their stuff out. 
and part of the marketing piece and what they were mad about not having the cosplayers on the floor for is because as people walk by, let's say you're dressed up as Harley Quinn. Right, hey, right. I got a great Harley print for you. And they'll pull out all these Harley mm-hmm. prints. Um, you know, your Star Wars. Oh, check out my Star Wars prints. And I'm like, oh, you slick sons of bitches. I'm like, I got nobody with it. Hey, check out my Judd Glenny because I'm the only person. Yeah, don't, don't, get me, <laughs> don't get me started on prints of... Uh... Of was, characters who belong to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was crazy, but it, you know, interesting little little fact of marketing there. It's clever. You know what else was clever? Uh, a lot of the cosplayers were doing like the Five Nights of Freddy's thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's like a game that one guy coded, and it's really creepy. It's like the animals at Showbiz Pizza are going to effing kill you if you're not able to go close your doors or keep the power on. I have no idea enough. what you're talking about, but I oh am terrified. God. So it's creepy, but there were cosplayers everywhere dressed up as them. Um, and I was just, I had a couple nightmares. Uh, I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but there was like one of the cosplayers at the masquerade was a doll from Five Nights at Freddy's. And it kind of made me chuckle because her costume was adorable and she had her music and everything. Uh, but there's this one point at the end where like, I guess as the doll, she's like dying as a cute doll and she's supposed to come back alive as the evil I'm going to kill you doll. And her wig flew off. Nice. So it made me kind of Nothing chuckle. says change of personality like a wig flying off. Right. I was like, you know what? You need to put your weave on, girl. So we glue <laughs> Get that your weave stuff. right. Mm-hmm. Get your weave right. Get your hair right, boo. Tie that in. But it cracked me up. And I think that was my guilty pleasure. It's just seeing like the costume slowly coming undone. Oh. Because part of me is oh, there like was a good number of that. admiration. Yeah. There's always like uh, there's usually like a little booth set up for costume repair mm-hmm. set up, which I always I always think it's got to be very appreciated. There were a good number of young ladies who were walking around, um, and my daughter Carolyn, who was with me at the show, said, "I don't think they know what that looks like from behind." Oh, right. There's they I think they know how transparent. Ass cleavage was like insane. Mm-hmm. There was crazy booty cleavage all over the thing. I'm like. And okay, so leave it to booty. Yeah, uh, okay. Here's my deal. I'm gonna. I got a new thing that that's starting to irritate me about about cons and and our and our fun culture. Really, this is like your third show. Uh-oh. I know. Um, how quickly? <laughs> how quickly they become jaded? It doesn't Dude, take long. What the hell? Can we please stop having the dudes dress up in the in the skirts and the Sailor Moon outfits with the beards and the hairy legs? Oh my and, gosh! Okay, yes, it it was it's funny the irony. first time somebody did it. Now we just know that you're trying to get some shit off your <laughs> chest right now. Okay, no, no, no. see, I, I I don't count that as any different than the than the well coiffed gentleman in his furs. Oh my that's gosh. that's what they're bringing to their show. It's looking and it's so annoying. It's like, look at me, look at me. Like, you know what? You, you want me to look at you? Do something different. Do something <laughs> unique. Do something cool. You dressed up as Sailor Moon, looking like a fuzzy, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy wuzzy's <laughs> wearing this goddamn schoolgirl outfit. I believe, yeah. fucking I believe cute, it's cross man. it's cross dressing with an excuse. It totally is. It's, it totally is. Now, now Actually, but I'm doing the, it ironically. But here's the shitty part. But you're wearing a dress, pal. The shitty part is, is there's plenty of people that are actually transgendered. And you I, just really mm. fell mouth. I am. I, it's been a long weekend. I um, dig it. Let it out. I saw plenty of people that are transgendered at these things. Yes. And they mm-hmm. are transgendered. Yes. And that is really what they're going through. And I think it's kind right. of crappy for you to walk around thinking you're being funny when somebody there is, is well, especially, that's their journey, man. Right. Especially if they are mocking that. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, that's, that's their journey, man. Just... Quit being a douche. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I was in uh, in school, guys who would take in a you know a costume party 
as a chance to wear a dress. So they could, right. They could Halloween wear, every So they year. could wear a dress and, and uh, lingerie and say, no, no, it's just a costume. Like, uh-huh. Dude, if you want to yeah. cross-dress, get over it. Well, nobody cares anymore. No, well, right. Yeah. Just, just, just shave up. If you're going to do it, shave up. Yeah, right. there's nothing you know, like a Sailor like Moon same outfit dude, in it. Same dude, if he would have shaved up and tried to actually do it right, I got no beef with you, man. Mm-hmm. It's when you come in all hairy and everything, I'm like, dude, stop. So what we were saying, like, be ironic Sailor Moon with a neck nasty. beard. That's yeah, not, it's not like, your thing. Not, it's it not. was hardcore. The only place that that's appropriate is uh, Scottsdale on Halloween, and that's full of douchebags anyway. Right, so. don't, don't <laughs> douchebags anyway. So. Right, that's Doucheville 101. That's right. They, yeah. they, I believe that, they, uh, they organize in one location. They probably do. Yeah. That and uh, the Frank gentleman that I used to see um, at Halloween parties in Scottsdale. I only went twice, by the way. One was an epic cluster. Um, the guy would wear like a five-year-old's Ninja Turtle costume that oh, clearly he did God, not fit in stop. with the mask like cocked to the side and his muscles just oozing out because that's all he has to offer the world. Oh. And I'm like, really? That was probably cute last year. That just smells like desperation right yeah, now. Well, now to make it <laughs> that's fair, another reason to move cosplay to the third floor, though. Some to, of those costumes mm-hmm. get to a little make ripe. It fair though, yeah. man. Same time, same same deal. And 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 this is coming from a dude that loves attractive women, but I don't need sexy Freddy. Mm-hmm. Why are you sexy Freddy? If you want to be a crossed over Freddy, then be a crossed over Freddy. Oh, oh Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, you know, if you want to be, if you want to be Freddy Krueger, she looked great. But crossplay, you know, they call that exactly. But it doesn't need to be sexy Freddy crossplay. If you really want to be Freddy Krueger, be Freddy. Don't be all in, in tights with your ass hanging out. No, I, you I, know, I, I'm not saying that I enjoy it, but I don't have a problem. I don't with have it. a problem with it. But if I'm, I'm trying to be fair here. If I'm saying, don't be a Harry Sailor Moon. Don't be sexy Freddy if you're trying to cross over, man. Yeah, it's, it's just, just confusing to it's me. It's just weird. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I Freddy is supposed to scare me, not make me scared of what I want to do now. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Maybe yeah. they got in trouble as a child. Maybe there are for pills for that. Thinking about suppression no, pills. No, mm-hmm. it's suppression. Okay. We call it repression. Repression. And there's some therapies for that. Perhaps the Duggars could refer you to. Oh, oh, oh too soon. No, oh, it's never God. too soon. It was too long ago. You can't give him a hard alas, time for that. Alas, those therapies don't counting. seem to work. Uh, uh, no. He said he had five and counting, as I recall. But neither here nor they. It's not too soon. He's a creeper. The right kind of therapy involves, you know, battery chargers. Electroshock, yes. Right. Oh, speaking of which, you know what, Mike? There was a cosplayer at the masquerade that reminded me of the little girl from your book, and she actually got second place out of three contestants okay. uh, in the children's, the youth cosplay thing. She was zombie child. So it's nice. just a little girl in her pajamas and pigtails and like painted like a zombie. And she oh, had this like yeah. creepy dance routine she did. And I was just like, oh my uh. God. She was so cool. Oh, and then flashback, there was a lady that had two children there. Um, and she happened to be uh, someone that I had the pleasure of working with at the day job, who I didn't think she was a nice person. And her children got third place. She a bitch and her children are failures. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the sad thing is their costumes were really cute. But I'm like, oh, your children got punished because you're an asshole. Nice. Aw. Yeah, they remember were super adorable. Brian don't, got his don't church drag the kids. Don't drag the, the kids. The kids were adorable. Brian's all church up this morning. We're ruining them. it all on Sunday evening. I know. You're going to need to go to like <laughs> some gonna, kind of... I'm an Episcopalian. Which, well, I'll, I'll, I'll write it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that what they call it these days? 
Writing uh, it out, yes. <laughs> Good All right. times. All right. So um, I will say just final closure on, on uh, cosplay. I didn't see a lot of it because I didn't get away up to the floor where they were, but I did see a lot of folks wandering. And I was uh, pleasantly uh, surprised to see I don't know, the source material was so broad. Yes, there was a lot of anime. Uh, there was a lot of uh, um, game, uh, game, mm-hmm. gaming references and comic book stuff. Less comic book stuff, but there were also people. I have a friend who showed up. I didn't know was going to be there. Someone who goes to my church, in fact. You who, have a friend. Who showed Yay. up dr- cosplaying a character from the British sitcom, Are You Being Served? Nice. nice. That's a good one. Which yeah. one, one were she dressed as? I don't remember the character's name, so but uh, a middle-aged lady with a, a, a sort of a... With the pink hair? Yeah. Uh, oh, crap. Now I can't think of her name, yeah. but I know totally who you're Mrs. talking about. Mrs. Somebody. Yeah. And she was she was that character all three days. She awesome. changed She changed her hair color. That's cool. That's so she had pink the first day, uh, bluish and purple. I do love seeing the, the, the really unique ones, The man. ones that don't mind, actually want you to stop and say... What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, a few, yeah, that, somebody posted, um, I saw somebody complaining on uh, Facebook. Oh, um, complaining. Yeah, well, who, who would have figured? Uh, complaining that, um, you know, I did this really specific, and I don't even know what it was, version <laughs> of Harley Quinn, and I just was so into it, and I did it so perfectly. And then um, this guy looked at me and went, oh, another Harley. Did they not realize the work I put into it? No, they don't. No, that's, because that's not their job. That's your thing, not theirs, man. We don't care. Yeah. That's one of the thing. One of our premier cosplayers, uh, formerly known as Tony Darling, uh, I think she's Tony Givens now that she's married, but she's always got her thumb on the pulse because she showed up as... Charlize Theron's character from Mad Max. From Mad Max, yeah, Fury Furry, Road. Furry Road. Fury Furry Road. Road. Furry Road. Furry that's a whole different Comic Con. Yeah, that's a whole different Comic Con. That's Five Nights at Freddy's right a, there. That's a mashup. That's uh, a mashup nobody wants to see. Well, uh-huh. somebody might. Some sadly. furry does, of course. The guy, the guy who isn't. Furry. Centipede. Game of Game of Thrones. Right. Ew. <laughs> My mom. I am. I am not Game of Thrones. That's old and dumb. I am. Gang of Thorns. That's what I'm doing. Oh my gosh! Just right. his facial expressions when he was explaining his not Game of Thrones gear. That's right. That's right, my dear. Me. My uh, acting genius. My, uh, Thank you. Genius. <laughs> my friend uh, Victoria Page. She was there as the new um, um, Harley uh, Quinn from um, from Suicide Squad. So at least she mm. was something a little bit different. There was also the cutting edge. Squad, yeah. Harley. Yeah. I, was she the one with the sequin shorts on? Because there was a chick that was dressed up as Possibly. the new Harley I mean, sequin yeah. shorts. No, Victoria had the leather pants on. Did she? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. well, this chick she was looked like, like the, I have a picture of her. Like brown the chicken, actress. brown cow. Yeah. I was like, get it, Harley. If I had that body, I'd be rocking that whole gear too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She but, looked good. But that's, I think that people need to understand that <laughs> Suddenly too. I'm downtown. You know, yeah. if, if you're if you're doing this, you know, and I, I'm doing all this dedicated, that's for you, man. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't get mad and don't get mad when you're one of a thousand Harleys. You know, they, they actually have mm-hmm. the Deadpool core here um, now because there's so many Deadpools. That, actually fewer uh, now. They, they really played into my hands by gathering them all in one place. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there was that explosion. So me, and, me and the stick. 
We just kind of, whoops, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was cool seeing the really unique ones, the people that were doing something Mm -hmm. different. You know, I saw a bunch of Bob's Burgers, which was fun. Oh, uh, I saw Barf from Spaceballs. Saw Barf, yeah, you got your picture with, with Barf, and that was a really good so one, excited. too. He was really cool, too, yeah. and I think this was his second or third costume or con he'd ever done, and he had his whole group was Spaceballed out, and he was talking to me about he could not find Darth Helmet to save his life. Nice. I actually saw a helmet the couple days before, and there's no missing that helmet, so I don't know how the heck they kept missing each other, but huh. it was pretty amazing. So, I loved it. So that's cosplay. Yeah. So let's get back to, we had talked about um, being on panels and, um, you know, I, I was on the Arizona Creator Showcase panel. Um, that's the one with the candles and the oil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that had, uh, that had, uh, Denny was on it. Uh, Denman, Jeff Pena uh, was on that one. Um, Al Sparrow was on it. Me and Damon Begay, um, I think was everybody that was on that one. And it no, was, no Mengel? Uh, no, Mingle wasn't on this one. Oh, he had his own panels this year. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's Eric. He's a star. He is a rock star. Um, but it was it was cool because mm-hmm. uh, debuted here was the third issue of the Arizona Sh- uh, Creator Showcase, and my character was in this one, um, which the one was that really Denny, neat. Denny puts that together. Yeah, Denny puts together this last one. He's not doing anymore. Um, he's doing something new and different. So I'm, I'm thrilled that I got to be in it, but. It, it was fun because we got to kind of talk and we all got to share how we got started in comics and um, what, what you know, inspired us to do our thing. And it was really interesting because all of us were, were quite different in, in how we got started. Um, but I, I think the, the interesting thing was we, we had started talking about, um, um, they talked about, you know, we're just doing our thing. And um, they would talk, they, people were asking about, you know, um, DC and Marvel. And, you know, they, we had made a point to say we're, you know, really not trying to get into DC or Marvel um, because we're, we're doing our thing. And that kind of brought up a, an interesting point um, because during the, co- during the conversation, I said something that um, I think freaked a lot of people out, which was, uh, and this is going to come out weird, but um, if you work for DC or Marvel, then you <laughs> are a glorified fanfic writer. Um, and that is not to say that that's not a great thing to be, but you know, you get to grow up with these characters, you get to love these characters and now you get to write these characters and you get to write them officially. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I mean by that is that, you know, this is what you grew up with and now you get to write and Brian, you have experience in doing that. I got to play with DC's and Marvel's toys. Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously the fact that what we do becomes official canon it's yeah, pretty we, badass. We own none. We, <laughs> own, we own very little of it. Um, but yeah, and, and, I'm not going to be offended by fan fiction. But I see, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, we, I mean, the the bottom line is that you go there and you're writing somebody else's book with their permission, right? And ultimately with their approval. If they didn't like what we what we wanted to do, it wasn't going to happen. And that happened often enough as well. So I get it. And, it, and it's funny you even said it goes into canon, which is exciting to me as a fan, but at the same time, it doesn't really even get to be can, canon anymore because that even changes and they can just disregard everything that you did as a writer if they want. I got to, I got it to Flash Panel. I got the, uh, which is true of the TV show as well. Um, you know, I got to remind people that like it or hate it, the Speed Force is me. Wade and I came up with the Speed Force. That's now even on the TV show. When they mentioned on the TV show. Yeah. I won't mention what happens, but it's 
there is a tingling involved. That's gotta be cool, <laughs> though. That's gotta be cool. And, and then, as I would point out to the people that I mentioned this to on the panel, for which I get not to dime one. No. <laughs> and I get I get that rare pleasure of being able to turn to my poor suffering wife and say, "I came up with that," mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool, but not for her. Well, but I think that's 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 uh, what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, a lot of people think that DC and Marvel is the end all be all. And and it's really not. But um, it's the it's the end of the journey for somebody or that's the goal. And it is for many, I'm sure. For lots of people. I mean, I, I, I look at uh, Eric Esquivel right now. Right. Eric's been working hard to get into DC. And right now and that's what he wants everyone to believe. And that's and in and, and that's, you know, kind of what he's doing right now. Right. But yeah, he's he's just cracked into DC. He has just cracked into the. I'm I'm jealous as hell of the pictures. I'm like, you son of a bitch, because he's still cool ass <laughs> pictures, man. He is still a doughy fifteen year old. So. He is bastard, Aww. but um, but it but it's cool that he's getting to do that. But my I I firmly believe that Eric is also on the same path as like Matt Fraction was and so many other people, which is let me get in here, let me build my name. But the next step for me is actually image to do my story, my book, my characters, my ownership, and, and ultimately everything is mine. And, and for the, your average fan, I think DC and Marvel is the end zone, but it's really not. Oh, less so now. I think, um, we've had what I would call creator own or what they call creator own books. Um, certainly a good number of publishers all the way back to the eighties encouraged, um, Single vision, individual vision, let's say. You get 11 Rockets and Cerebus and, and uh, things like that. People go in their own road mm-hmm. with that road, the only road in the picture. Thanks to Robert Kirkman and Walking Dead, it's become a much more viable um, goal to put your self-expression out there. To okay. And Fraction has gone on to do his uh, creator-owned image books, so... I'm sure that if Marvel calls or DC calls, all of these people might mm-hmm. uh, come back and write something. But yeah, they've discovered their individual thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I even said it on the panel. Um, you know, if uh, if they back up a, a truck full of money and say, "Mike, would you like to do a Punisher run?" The answer is going to be, "Hell yes, I want to do a Punisher run." Mm-hmm. But is that what I'm what yeah. I'm working towards? No, absolutely not. Oh, it might be a benefit, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it'll be a hell of any. I'll be like, "Hell yeah, we'll do that." But I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy to break it to you, but they might say that. Do you want to write the Punisher? There's no truck full of money involved. There's got to be a truck full of money, Brian. You, you, if, <laughs> You're just no. here quit, shattering, quit shattering illusions, man. No, not anymore. Not anymore. What was today's sermon? The 90s. <laughs> it, it's all very positive. Um, what happened? Did we strip it out of you as soon as you walked through the door? No. And now I you're just, like, reality check, there is no money. I'm just bemoaning that I don't see that truck anymore. That's all. Oh. He's just into crapping on my chest is really what it's really all about. Oh, isn't that chest. like a, a Blumpkin or something to that effect? Holy <gasps> Chili dog. Chili dog. Unless there's, so a gla- unless there's a glass table between you and the... There you go. <laughs> awesome. You are a clever man. And oh, I appreciate it's not me. you. It's not me. That's, a, that's right up there with the rusty trombone. It is a, a real thing. Uh, yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it's referred to as eggs, well... Uh, well respected. I think I think there's TV a reason star. I started dropping f bombs early in this thing. That hopefully anybody at this point is like, no, Brian would never. Oh my God! So you, you hung just in said here, Rusty Trombone. Mike. That's right. 
That's uh, my favorite instrument back in the day. Oh, good lord. <laughs> kidding. I was more of a woodwind kind of girl. A woodwind? Mm-hmm. Nothing rude we can do with woodwind. No. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> I, I, it's right. sad and, when I'm and, the one being and, good. That's and my up. and my point, and that's I did have up. one. That's what she said. So there you go. It, it, it's not. <laughs> I'm just gonna wrap it up. It's not the be all end all. I'm gonna be the adult on the table at this point. It's not the be all end all. Especially if there's no truck full of money. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I um, we we all want to do it. I mean, you got to play in the sandbox for a long time. I mean, seriously. I mean, still I, occasionally, I, play with, in the with even without a without a well, yeah, exactly. You still get to jerk. Um, even without the the truck full of money. Come on, mm-hmm. dude. If you honestly told me I got to write Frank Castle or or uh, you know, you'd be on it in two seconds. I, like stink on shit. You would drive everything. <laughs> it would, like it would okay, be, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, seriously, it's not. It's not the end goal. The end goal is for my book and my characters and my story. And, yeah. and, and just in closing, I will say, and now is the best time. Uh, it, it is. I. I'm, for all kinds of reasons. It, we, I even talked about that on the panel too. Um, you know, Todd McFarlane talked the other day, and and we may have mentioned it on the show before previously, but. Um, you know, Warner Brothers owns DC, um, Disney owns Marvel. Every other studio, every other production company, everybody wants a, wants in the game, you know, and um, they're looking for cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't make any official announcements, but I'm looking at cool stuff right now. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's the cool part is, uh, is if you want in the game, all you got to do is get in the game. And that's what we were talking about on the creators panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on another panel called Blaze. We talked about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Arizona's premier superhero. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, I, that's how Brian and I met. We did. Uh, we did a um, where we created a comic book over a weekend for FanFest last year in, in December. And uh, Brian, uh, myself, and Scott Collins wrote the story um, in an hour. And then, uh, <laughs> well, let's be honest, it was a four-page story. Oh, no, it, was, it was a three-page story with a cover. It was originally supposed to be like an eight-page story. I'm like, is somebody on crack? What are we doing here? Right. And then turned up to like two. And sadly, people, no one was on crack. No one had that kind of energy. So <laughs> The cover uh, was really pretty. Who did it? That was Francesco. Francesco. Yeah. Yeah. Francesco Rinaldi. No, not... <laughs> Just Francesco. And what's so funny is is uh, one of the things we heard on the panel, because we I, I did the follow-up panel. Brian wasn't able to attend. He wasn't feeling well. But Amanda got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, we created this character. It's very Arizona-based. It's, uh, um, it's very forward-thinking. Um, we really did... Um, a lot of a lot of things that we really wanted to kind of do in the in the world of you know she's she is a lesbian she is Native American you know I don't recall her being a lesbian oh that's oh right. yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah 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 she was yeah, yeah, that's there um, and so you know we did all these things where like you know we really don't you know we want to make sure she's not overly sexualized and everything and then who did the cover Francesco yes and the cover However, it is, is the, mo- it is the most covered it is the most subdued young lady that he has done you've ever seen of Francesco and he's brilliant don't get me wrong I love me some Francesco art. Um, but I'm like, I would never go, hey, Francesco, would you make a non-sexual person for yeah. me? Because I don't think that dude has any. Uh, I don't know oh, if that's he didn't, Yeah, he, he didn't exactly not use his talents, but he, uh, oh, it was, he yeah. was respectful he to the down. source. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole reason I brought that up is, you know, Pretty. we're talking about creating comics and, mm-hmm. and doing comics. And that is an open source comic. Um, and the panel we were doing, um, 
you know, was people that had watched us do it. And it was great because I recognized some of the people from when we were writing. And I'm like, dude, I recognize you. That's awesome that you came back. The, let's, you know, remember that a good portion of that audience was involved. We were, they were, we were engaging them in yeah, sort of answer some questions, fill in some blanks. They helped write it just as much they as we did. did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were asking, well, what are you going to do next with this character? What are you going to do next? And, and, and my response is, that's not a question for us. What are you going to do with it next? It was created, uh, open source. Right. Can you uh, define that? Uh, so open source meaning that we created this character in order for everybody to use her. Um, she is anyone out there. Who uh, wants to. Right. Anyone who, who wants to use her, who wants to create a story for her. Um, that wants to add to her canon. Um, I, I was saying on the panel, I'm like, this is for you. And if you want to get into the comic business, I said, nobody will ever, you don't get invited into this. You get, you just say that this is what I do and you start showing up and you start doing it. And I said, this character, even if you don't have um, your own ideas, even if you don't have your own, I just want to learn the mechanics of doing a comic book. Right. Well, by golly, you have a character that you can go use and, and do that with. And there's a, a, a vast wealth of, of open source characters. People literally create them to be shared. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is if even if you just need to learn the mechanics, because it, it is a business. Uh, one of the guys that was there previously, uh, it was great because, you know, he, he comes up and he goes, I've never seen how this was done. And I am a project manager by trade. So every day I do a project. I'm like, me too. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, it's nothing but a project. A project is, you know, you initiate, you close, you do all your stuff. I said, this is nothing but a big project. So that's exactly mm -hmm. what making a comic book is like. So even if you're not the most creative, even if you're not, you know, but you want to learn how to do this, go grab an open source character and, and, and find a friend and make, make a book. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see how excited some of them were about it. They're like, oh, so what are your plans for, you know, the antagonist? And, you know, where do you see her going next? And there was like a real thirst for it. And I think some of them might've been like sad by the fact that you were like, do it, create it. But they're like, no, I, but I want you to read this story for me so I can read it. But it, you know, and, and it's, it and was it's, cute. And it was cute and it was, but it's cool. It's a little weird for me because you've been a writer forever and you're used to this. That's right. Hey, shut up. <laughs> hey, man, don't, don't, don't. I wrote, I wrote things for Wyatt Earp while he was still alive. Well, if when you were chiseling your first story onto that tablet, exactly, exactly what was going through your mind of going, son of a bitch, I wish they had movable type. I was thinking, <laughs> gosh, I hope Barney and Fred like this one. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Fl Flintstone Village is for sale up in Williams, Arizona for $2 million. If you have not been there, it is Oh, don't, awesome I didn't even song. know it existed. Dude, seriously, it's really neat. You should go up there. It's cool as hell. Nice. It's on the way up to the Grand Canyon. Hey. You can go ride in a tree trunk car. Road wow. trip. Seriously. I wonder it, if Groot will be there. It's still functioning? Uh, well, it's all like made out of stone and stuff. No, no, it's I mean, they still, they're still yeah, open. Water. It is. It is. I, they actually have an RV park. I'm tempted to go up there just to, just to say I stayed at the damn thing. Take me with you. And then you I'll can, sleep in my car. Then you, you've got two things that you should brag about. <laughs> that you go to RV parks and that you went to the one at... Uh, at uh, no, he brags about the fact that he the goes to the town? RV park and he actually leaves it. Williams. He doesn't have a lot. No, no, no. What's the name of the town? Bedrock. Bedrock, yes. Yeah. Bedrock City in Williams, Arizona. That's actually where it's at. It, it's an wow. awful rap song, too. Hard? I can make your bedrock. Hard? I forget who sings it. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Hard, mm -hmm. hard to... Uh, Really, it's hard to take in all of the amazing sites that you have the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. and Bedrock and and Bedrock. Indeed. 
Awesome. I'm visualizing so many different things right now, and I need to rein it in. Rein it in. Awesome sauce. <laughs> awesome. Is awesome. that what we're calling well, it now? Uh, well, frankly, the petition was Patreon Comic Con, and awesome sauce is no longer a word. It's not? No. Oh, speaking of petitions at Comic Con, though, I think we probably oh. should wrap up with this one, because this is fun, and we're, we're nearing our time, and I think yes. this is a good time to talk about it. Right. So, um, okay, people are way too freaking sensitive. And and we're we're the sensitive team. I mean, and and for once, can I give it up for us? We did not talk about uh, object uh, misogyny or anything. I was trying to say objectification. We didn't. But we 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 avoided some subjects. We did well. Uh huh. But people are very sensitive. Uh-huh. John Holmberg is a morning DJ for ninety eight KUPD here in Arizona. Oh, yeah. um, he is on the heavy metal station. Um, mm-hmm. Get off my ass if you don't think it's metal. Shut up. It still is. Um, that's really a, that's a long name for a I know. show. I, it, it, is. it really is. Um, but he does a show called The Morning Sickness, and, and Holmberg is 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 he's, an he's ass. hilarious. He is he an ass. Me up. First off, let me say I hate morning he's DJs a with a pat oh, with a passion. I generally do not find any of them funny. Holmberg is an exception. He's he the is exception. freaking hilarious. And yes. so he showed up at Comic Con on Friday, um, doing a show from there, filming some segments and making fun of geeks. Um, <gasps> Clutch run... the pearls. Yeah, I know. Clutch the pearls. Clutch the pearls. I know. Um, and so apparently some folks got upset about this. Um, Ew, you know, man. he came to our, you know, this is where we get to he go. He came and, into our church. And, right. And, and defiled our church. Guys, we are laughable. Um, mm-hmm. I am laughable. You are laughable. And, and I'm not wearing a furry outfit. That's right. Um, In fact, he's wearing nothing. I'm, you're lucky you get pants most of the time. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, they, they a lot of people got upset. Um, you know, a particular Phoenix Comic Con group may have been a little upset. Um, they've got some people trying to get him banned from Comic Con because he should not be allowed to come there and make fun right. of them. Signed, unsigned. Oh my god. Yeah. So, guys, I, I'm not sure if you really understand what real geek oppression is, but you know, Brian and I are a little older than some of y'all. Um, you know, and I've said it on previous shows. You couldn't go to Walmart and get an Avenger shirt back then. Um, right. You no. know, if you walked around and had your comic books, you know, Brian made fun of me earlier because I played D&D in high school because we were long lower than comic book geeks. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing days. could have been better for comic book geeks than the, the 80s. D&D guys. <laughs> yeah. And Role-playing games. My backpack was full of Doctor D&D books Who fans. study books. Yep. Uh, Star Wars fans. Yep. I'm thumping all over his toes. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the thing is, is we did. I mean, and, and you know... It, 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 you didn't see, you know, Brian makes fun of, uh, well, you know, you'll never get a girl like that or anything, but there are, there's plenty of geek girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love nerds on girls shirts and everything else. And man, mm-hmm. we didn't get that dude. We did not have that at all. And you, you know, you didn't show up the, the reds and comic cons because basically the, I, I, I'm from Oklahoma, dude, there would be red decks outside to beat you up. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. So, um, well, in places where you wouldn't get beat up, it was all boy for the most part. Yeah. This year's con had Cons speed dating. So they had speed dating. They've had, they've had that for a couple love. of years. Be happy awesome. that Holmberg showed up, gave a little publicity, and right. was having fun. Make fun of yourselves, man. You are dressed Lighten up ridiculously, up. man. You right. look ridiculous. Have fun with it. My God. Um, I look ridiculous. We all look ridiculous, man. We've all gotten laughed at for something. He's making light of it. If you listen to his show on a consistent basis, you know he, nobody laughs at himself more than his crew. So yeah, um, and, and, they give each other hell of time. It's all out of be, love. None of this stuff should be sacred anyway. 
It, right. it really shouldn't. We're right? having fun with it. Have fun with it. I, I, I got news for you kids, but um, I'm making fun of a lot of you walk by my boat because mm-hmm. there's a lot to make fun of happening right. all over as that, as that walk saying, by. Uh, fishnet wow. stockings can only hold in so much. There's totally. a few people that looked like, you know, totally. some cheese was, there was oozing out. There was cheese was. Yeah. There was. However, yeah. props to you for playing. Props to you for playing. All Being good. comfortable. All uh-huh. good. Do your thing. If that was comfortable, I'm just saying. On the other hand, this kind of butt hurt. It's Come extreme. On. Let go. Chill out. It's, it's if anything, time. get pissed off about the guy or guys. I heard there might have been three that were protesting that we're all going to hell because oh, we indulge yeah, in fantasy protesters. and such. The, the sin shouter out front. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We, fantasy is bad. You're all homos and you're going to hell. All right. Cool. <laughs> There's a, there's a weird, yeah, there's a weird disconnect. You like fantasy or comic books and you're gay. I didn't, and, get, I didn't see that link, but. Right. And, and, and. Although, certainly. Sorry, also, once again, here comes the secular part. Cover your ears, religious pokes, if you're getting ready to get upset. But you're really out there complaining about fantasy is evil when you have an imaginary friend in the sky that answers your wishes. Wow. Right? Right in my face. I, it's like I'm not even here. I know. I know. I'm sorry, it's Brian. Like but at least I do it to your face, right? At right. least, you know, at least I. You could I'm, do worse to your face. No. I mean, that's, that's the threatened. deal. Is, 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 yeah. I, I respect everybody and their beliefs, but if you want to come out and start talking about you know this is horrible and look how your fantasy's doing i'm like dude and you I, really yeah, I open yourself up for that one i don't yeah, yeah i don't care what you believe in if you're shouting at somebody exactly. else that you're right and they're wrong you, it's just you're rude. wrong yeah I, I i don't go to your house and start telling you about how what you're doing is incorrect according to my beliefs that's right really uh, you're, yeah. you're, i prefer you're wearing that shirt and you're picking on my faith exactly it's crazy i was just like what better time for nerds to just like nut up and get rid of somebody <laughs> i was like kind of hoping there'd be some revenge of the nerds type oh i do thing, always love it so much of the people of the attendees were inside they didn't even know the guy was out there right i talked to a vendor that was outside the whole time and he was kind of giggling he's like it was just one dude well, with a sign and a megaphone that guy and shows up in san diego too well yeah. but it's phoenix and it's like 105 because it was 105 during mm-hmm. during con and, and up so yeah nobody's outside um, maybe Everybody's inside. Maybe his God was mm-hmm. keeping him extra cool. My favorite, though, if you ever watch at San Diego, because there are enough people outside of San Diego, and and uh, when they have because the the counter protests at San Diego are some of the best things ever. Um, the 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 follow the hypno toad, you know, from the drama <laughs> stuff. Oh my gosh! Um, they they do all kinds of other counter protests. Darth Vader's out there, um, you know, follow the dark side stuff like that. So those that are the makes best. Makes me want to go to San Diego pretty bad. Yeah, not just because they plan it around my birthday and I can never afford a room around my birthday. Why do you think they just give you a room? Speaking right, of which, it's my effing birthday. I wonder Let if I come. can leverage this contract into a San Diego invite for this year. Please do, <clears throat> and if you need <clears throat> someone they to probably, man the booth, they probably I mean, won't uh, won't pay the way, but. Hey, if they give me a ticket, I don't a, need them to pay the way. It's a five-hour drive. Just get me in, uh, baby. Southwest Airlines had flights for like 49 bucks. Do you not see saying. the partable conmobile that is in part of my front yard? I have an RV trailer that I go con to con in, and that's why I live in. Anybody else hear banjo music right now? Don't banjo me, baby. I was just at the lake this weekend. Paddling Walter away. White. It was beautiful. See, I got to give you props because you have a trailer... But it is not your permanent residence. It is not my permanent residence. See, that's a real it house has been right in my now. Past. Yes, exactly. Right. It doesn't have an address. <laughs> that's right. Some of us have left that in the past proudly. 
Hey baby, I lived in. Uh, I, my I lived time. my final two years of high school. I lived in a in a mobile home that my dad bought for a thousand dollars. Because my folks uh, they had uh, filed bankruptcy, so it was a thousand dollar trailer. Uh-huh. And my final two years of high school, I lived in a bathroom that didn't work anymore. Oh my gosh! Well, thank God for that. At school. least. See, our trailer was built in the 70s. It still had the wallpaper and the avocado oh, yeah. kitchen to prove it. The bathroom was sinking. We used to use the oven as a heater. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, my kindred spirits. So my parents, my mom and stepdad lived in the add-on room, which was a whole crap yep. load of plywood. Yep. Um, I lived in an actual old bedroom. I actually am hearing banjo music. And you might be. I'm just trying to make you appreciate anything, where you are now. Anything, anything I could say right Mr. now. Mr. Big Chicago boy. Right. If you didn't have a, a house. Yeah, exactly. He lived show in a house. Off. You're what fancy. A show He's been here talking about his fancy writing contracts you and know, everything all hour. This is ridiculous. I remember having my friends drop me off down the street at the nicer trailer just so they wouldn't see the shithole that I lived in. <laughs> And uh, my mom and stepdad still live there, so props to you for uh, not caving the The, floor in yet. I don't know how you do this. The good news is they don't have any sort of internet or anything, so they'll never hear us talking about them. That's true. (laughs) Let's talk about your baggage. This is Dr. (laughs) Phil. You're going to need a bigger (laughs) truck. You're going to need to get a bigger truck in here to haul out all this baggage. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Let me just tell you, tip of the iceberg. That was a good Dr. Phil. Nice. It, It was. All right. Well, to, to, to wrap, yeah, I, will, I think we are at that time. <laughs> I will, uh, I will uh, invite you to plug your website. Oh my goodness. Any more, man. I'm not sure what to plug because everything's up in the air, but nightshadecomics.com. people there. Uh, nightshadecomics.com is certainly where you should be looking right now for all the announcements. Facebook.com forward slash nightshadecomics. Um, here are all the latest announcements once we, uh, once we get the stuff finalized on what happens next. Because so, something might happen that's I feel really like cool. There's some foreshadowing potentially going on here. It's like we're writing a story. You've been hanging out with writers too long. Foreshadowing. I just like that word because comic writers don't. It's too much like foreskinning. Oh, exactly. I'm like foreshadowing or not. That's where you don't shave Crazy. the foreskin for days. Uh huh. And it gets a little <laughs> cheesy. Oh, <laughs> And we're for done. most everybody in the <laughs> born in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, and Jewish guys, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right, I no think, turtleneck. I think we're going. <laughs> so you I think, think we're going? I'm embarrassable. We're going to wrap on I that one. All right, everybody. So let's go around the table. Thank you for joining us again. We'll be back in two weeks uh, for our next recap of whatever the heck we're going to talk about next. But for the bandcast, we are Brian Augustine, Amanda Michaels, and Michael Martin. We will see you next time. See ya. Deuces. We might even be resting. <laughs> right.